What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Anti Up. I'm Howard Bender. With me, of course, Adam Ronis. Adam, week five, finally in the book. Was this not the longest week of fantasy football? I don't even remember who played last Thursday, uh, let alone who played Sunday uh, with, with everything that went down. I do remember the Thursday game, Buccaneers and Bears. It wasn't the greatest game. I came down to the wire. But yes, it was definitely a long week with all the COVID stories and the postponements and pushing games back and getting Tuesday football. So it just throws the week into a unique situation because I think we become used to everything, especially during football, especially when you've worked in the industry as long as we have. Like You just have a certain structure that you're used to doing, and it just felt odd, like, you know, it's Wednesday and we're in some leagues have pushed the waiver wire back. Uh, I know Yahoo did. Uh, so it's just a very weird week. And then we have no Thursday night football. So the routine is just thrown off. But you have to understand it's 2020. It's COVID. And everyone wants to complain. Uh, I just say, hey, I'm glad that we have sports, specifically football on our TV. Just find a way to get it. Get through this is the way you have to have an attitude right now. Yeah, dude, listen, I can appreciate the silver lining. No doubt about it. We have sports. We're getting that. But, yeah, dude, like, listen, I, you know, thrown off over at FantasyAlarm.com, you know, I usually have the DFS watch list out on Tuesday nights so that people can sit there Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and look at it, you know, have three days to look at it um, and then get the playbook and, and figure out their, their game plan there. Um, now it's two days. Now, I mean, uh, granted, uh, 24 hours is at the end of the world. No, it's certainly not the end of the world. But you're right. We're creatures of habit. We like a schedule. We get on a schedule. We're used to it. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it's it's kind of screwing me up. I don't know. Maybe 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 it's not so much that it's screwing up my game plan here and 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 my whole thing. Maybe it's the the fact that all the websites are really just. I mean, they really dropped the ball, like really dropped the ball right from the get-go. Did nobody, like, ES, how does ESPN and Yahoo not, like, after seeing what went down in baseball, how do they not get their heads out of their asses, hire a couple of extra, you know, nerdy tech guys who can sit there and code and fix things to protect? Because, you know, Yahoo and ESPN both threw waivers back to, uh, you know, Tuesday waivers to Wednesday, Wednesday to Thursday, um, and Thursday to Friday, depending on what your, your commissioner set up for your league. But then all of a sudden today, suddenly here in week five, ESPN's like, oh, yeah, now you can add IR spots and add more uh, more roster spots to your league. Like something we told people and, 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 their, and their providers to do months ago. And, and now all of a sudden week five. And I'll tell you what, man. I mean, listen, I get it. In leagues for fun, it probably shouldn't matter, and we shouldn't like be sticklers over it. But in leagues that have like a, a an entrance fee, I'm sorry, but you know what? Changing the rules now in week five—that's that's no bueno. Yeah, I don't play on ESPN this year, so I don't know what's going on there. I play in one Yahoo league; it's not for money, so I really don't care. Uh, they did push waivers back. I don't. I don't see why they. I don't think it's a big deal. I don't know why they needed to though. You know, the game ended last night at ten. Waivers runs overnight. Like, all right, fine. What? Someone was going to sleep and they didn't know what was happening in that game. I mean, I don't know. It's why it needed to be moved back. 
we have no Thursday game, so it's not a big deal, I guess. But yeah, changing rules, that's one thing that as a, a long commissioner, and I commission every sport, uh, football this year, technically, I guess three leagues because there's two GST leagues. So commissioner of three leagues, you want to say two, fine. Baseball, I did two. Basketball, I always do one. It's every year for a long time. So I'm used to being a commissioner. You can't change rules during the middle of the season. Now, if someone wants to argue, and we talked about it on previous podcasts, for those that are just listening for the first time, thank you. Thanks for joining us. I'll go back to it. But <laughs> basically, the rule that I instituted last week was we're in a unique situation. We didn't know if certain games were going to be played. So I'll just use this week, for example. We weren't sure if the Bills-Titans game was going to be played. We had a good idea on Sunday it would be. But if there were positive tests Monday or Tuesday, boom, it doesn't go. So to be fair as a commissioner, and I don't think this is changing a rule. I think you agree. I sent them a message on the message board to everyone in the league say, hey, here's the situation. We don't know if the game's going to be played on Tuesday. So put guys in your lineup from that game and just put on the message board, hey, I have Josh Allen in my lineup. If that game gets postponed, give me Joe Burrow's stats. Put it on the message board. Everyone sees it as commissioner. If the game gets postponed, I can make the change. I don't think that's a rule change. I think that's adjusting to the situation that's going on. It's trying to be fair. I understand in other leagues, like high-stakes leagues, where they can't do that, you have to make difficult decisions. People bench John Smith, A.J. Brown, Josh Allen, because they have to make that decision Sunday morning. I can't blame them. This is a league for money, borderline. I mean, you know, there's a good amount of money in it. But I'm trying to be fair to everyone. And this really, it really didn't affect me. I mean, the week before, I had no players in the game. This week, I had John Smith. All right, fine. I didn't do it, though. Just for me, I did it the week before when the Chiefs were involved, and I had no one in that game. I thought it was the right thing to do, and as commissioner, I want to be fair. And we have the ability to go back and change it. And as long as it's on the message board and posted, everyone sees it. And I even said, hey, if the guy that you want to take out of your lineup has the higher score, no. There's no changing, oh, I want the higher score. No. You make the decision before the games kick off on Sunday, whatever it is on the message board, it's done. So – I don't think that's a rule change, but I'm not adding roster spots. We're not moving to IR. The rules were stated before the year. We thought about them. I spoke with Chris Vaccaro. He leaves the commissioner responsibility to me, but Chris Vaccaro is a co-owner of the Greenwich Street Tavern in New York City, and we usually have the draft at his place. So I just like to run things by him, and he's usually okay with everything. And, you know, we said – uh, I, I took a cue from the NFFC. They moved the waivers from Friday to Saturday. That's what we do in our league. We do Wednesday night, and we moved it from Friday to Saturday. And we didn't even have this in years past. We never had a first-come, first-serve. But we said, hey, we don't want someone to have a kicker get scratched Sunday morning and get a zero. No one's holding two kickers. Right. So let's just leave the first-come, first-serve open for Sunday. And it's barely been used. It's barely been used. Because the waiver wire, as you know, in this league is very thin. It's not like you're going to go – Oh, I'm going to get this guy. It's really kickers. Anyone scratched last second. So those rule changes were made before the year. You're right. We had discussions. We had it. You know how many shows I did with Justin Frenchman on Alarm After Hours about going over commissioners? We did this in like June and July. Yeah. You guys should have listened. I mean, we all knew. We all knew. And we discussed it too on this podcast numerous times. Yeah, I mean, listen, commissioners who drop the ball. I mean, that's just that's that's laziness. I, I don't I don't understand like serious platforms like ESPN and Yahoo and fan tracks and my fantasy league, um, all of whom uh, really just fucked everybody. I mean, for a lack of a better way to say it, they fucked everybody. 
um, you know, at least Yahoo sent out announcements, you know, emails to their people saying that they were going to, you know, do this and they tried to stay on top of it a little bit. I didn't see anything from ESPN. It just, it just all of a sudden it just popped up and it just happened that way. So, I, you know, and I mean, you know, fan track scoring right now. I don't even know if it's, if it's good or not good. I mean, listen, granted, I get it. Stats.com went down and that screwed everybody up, but holy crap, man. I mean, at least RT Sports, they had the guys sitting there hand tabulating fantasy points for, for all the players. Like hand tabulating it so that way they could get the scores out, uh, at least in a in a quicker fashion. So, yeah, man, it just it boggles my mind. It absolutely boggles my mind that we're still still having these kind of uh, oh my goodness issues. I just checked the fan tracks thing is still messed up. I I went back to week five and now it says my score is fifteen to fourteen and there's all zero. There's no it's but in the standings it said I lost. So I really don't know. Yeah, it's still it's still not ready. I mean, wow, that this is crazy. I mean, imagine you had like a high dollar league on here. Yeah, I would be I would be pissed. I have uh, I have a dynasty league there, and I have a uh, the Sirius XM Independence Day Invitational, and. I'm I'm just not interested. Uh, you know, I, I haven't even looked at what the scoring is there because I'm like, uh, it, it's all messed up. They're screwing us over. And it's just, it's, it's really just super disheartening. I think that to me, it's just super disheartening uh, that we have to deal with that. I mean, that's just, there's no excuse. There's literally no excuse. None yeah, I mean, this is a weekly game. There's not many games a week. You, you've got to be prepared. You have to have a backup plan because people are relying on the live scoring. And look, all right, fine. Something happens during the day. But we are sitting here on Wednesday night, and I saw the score earlier. It was final. Now it's still showing 15-14. And you know why it's 15-14? We each had one player in the Thursday night game from last week. Oh my That's God. why. That's Nothing else is up to date. Unacceptable unacceptable you guys all need to do better especially if you're charging people to run their leagues over there there's zero excuse we're on it's you know adam and i are recording this on wednesday night there's zero excuse for having this done so i i'm just i'm disgusted and i'm you know again i'm gonna end up like moving leagues off of different platforms sorry mfl bye-bye sorry fan tracks see you later Man, what did just, MFL do? I have a league on there, and I didn't have any issues. Oh, I, I told you what the issues were at MFL. They were trying to well, change everything around, and the next thing you know, uh, everybody's picking up players left and right on the Scott Fishbowl. Well, that was only for the Scott Fishbowl, though, right? It was not other leagues. I run a league on there. There's nothing. Ch- I left it as is. I didn't change anything. We run waivers Wednesday at noon. It ran Wednesday at noon. All right, well, I the Sirius the- XM host leagues on there ran waivers last night. I know. I hate the platform. Uh, I don't. I've had my league on there. Um, I think it was specifically because Scott Fish changed it. I don't know all the details on what happened. You are right. On Tuesday night, uh, I got emails that people were adding and dropping. I'm like, wait a second. What the hell is this? So I don't know if that was just because Scott Fish said, hey, for all the Scott Fishbowl leagues, please move it. And maybe something went wrong. But I didn't see any other issues in the other leagues I have on there. All right. Well, maybe I'm just not a not a big fan of the uh, of the platform there. So I'll, I'll I'll leave it at that. How about I'll leave it at that? 
Um, all right, before we go through and start talking about some bad beats, well, because I really want to. I just want to give a shout-out to our sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight, uh, the DFS site that you really you need to be playing on if you're not already, uh, and here's why. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning. Even you, Adam. Even you. Uh, monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and esports, too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else monkeyknifefight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A N T E U P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play, play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. <laughs> All right, Adam. Well, the, 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 the whole goal behind... Uh, today's episode, I, I guess it was, you know, I just need that cathartic release, that that piss and moan kind of thing. Um, you know, we do the, those shows on Monday on Sirius XM, those reactionary shows. Um, but I don't, I, I, you know, I always feel like I have to listen to everybody else bitch. I don't get to get it out myself. Last week, you, you heard me. I was, I was bitching about Robert Tanyan and his three touchdown game. <laughs> pissed me off and I lost in, in the GST league because of it. And it really just totally aggravated me. And I'm like, okay, bad beat, whatever. I mean, this, this is what happens. Well, lo and behold, this week, here we go again. Uh, last night's game, right? The game that never should have happened because of COVID and all. Oh, stop. You never wanted that game to be played. You I were so negative and played, skeptical. Listen, I had a 14.6 point lead. And still had Stefan Diggs to go. And the guy I was playing in the Football Diehards Dynasty League uh, at Bodacious Beer on the old Twitter machine. Great dude. Great dude. Um, he had Ryan Tannehill still to go. And the game went and everything was fine. Bip, bap, boop. Okay. Bills looked like crap. Titans looked fantastic. Ryan Tannehill, you know, he's, he's efficient. It's all good. The game is 35-16. to 16. All right, the Titans kick off. Andre Roberts takes it out, and then he fumbles it. And when he fumbles it, then the Titans pick it up, and then bip, bap, boop, a couple of plays later, Ryan Tannehill, a f at least a good yard and a half over the, uh, the, the line of scrimmage yard, throws his third touchdown pass of the night, goes to my boy Jonu Smith, who I love and all, but... I didn't need the second touchdown from him to get my wins in other leagues. Um, but that touchdown pass for Ryan Tannehill pushed me into the losing column in the Dynasty League, a league that I've been crushing in on a regular basis. Uh, and now I end up taking a, a loss 
in a bad way because of that. So Tanyan last week or two weeks ago, and and now Tannehill this week. I am I am at my wits end, Adam. I there's just nothing rubs you the wrong way like a bad beat. It's like it's like watching Taysom Hill taking snaps in New Orleans. Oh, that's worse. Uh, no, we've all been there. The bad beats are the worst, and sometimes you're on the positive side of it. Other times you're on the negative, especially when it's a final play, a meaningless play, someone makes a dumb mistake. Uh, I, I think the Tannehill foot, it was close. He would probably was slightly over, but I don't think there was definitive evidence to overturn it. Uh, obviously, I have John Smith in many leagues, and I had already won, but the points really matter. Uh, I, they do. I mean, I'm in the GST. I put up 178. I had another week where I put up 185. Both those weeks I lost. Yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah, I'm I right near the top. But I'm right near the top in total points, and that's big because if I can finish first in points, not only do I get money, but I get a first round buy. So that's why I was like, all right, please count this. Please count it because every point matters. We all know that we're gonna leave points on the bench. We're gonna have guys leave games with injury. So whenever you can get the points, you got to take it. But yeah, I mean that's. The frustrating part of this game sometimes is when you lose by and we've seen it. People have lost by point two, point three. I mean, it's the worst because then you go through your lineup and you go, oh, what could I have done wrong? Oh, this guy, if he didn't drop this pass, uh, if this guy would have just picked up one more yard and you just overanalyze everything. And it's natural to do that because you want to say, well, maybe there's a stack correction, even though I don't know. These stack corrections don't seem to I don't want to see any changes anymore. Right? Do you yeah, ever I think see a, a lot of people. A lot of people were pissing and moaning about stat corrections, right? <laughs> yeah, it's just like I don't really see them anymore. Um, I know, I know on MFL, like come Thursday, they you can go through and it shows you what the stat changes are. Uh, but it feels like a lot of changes. I haven't seen any game shift, and maybe I'm not noticing it. But usually, there's nothing substantial. But yeah, I mean. The bad beats are the worst, and we've all been there. If you played this game as long as we have and in as many leagues, you've definitely been on the plus and negative side. I mean, I won a championship. I'm probably um, – I don't know if I ever told you this story, but I played Truck, who you know, right? This yeah, was no Actually, this, this was the GST League, I think, the first year I played in it. So it was two years ago. It was Christmas night, and I was on the air with Lisa Ann for Lisa Ann Does Fantasy, and – there were two games on Christmas, and going into the day, I think I was down like 35, and I'm like, yeah, I'm probably not going to win. I had Juju Smith-Schuster and the Eagles defense, and he had Michael Crabtree, and he had a big lead. So I was like, oh, I'm not going to win. Juju Smith-Schuster in like the third quarter, the game was out of hand, broke a long touchdown. I'm like, all right, that's good, but I'm still in trouble. Michael Crabtree, who he had, had no catches. The Raiders played the Eagles, and I'm on air. Oh, I remember like, this game. I know yeah, exactly I'm, what you're talking about. I'm on air and I'm like, yeah, this is not going to happen. Uh, the Eagles are playing the Raiders. And then I'm slowly and I'm not paying attention to live scoring. I'm on air because I think it's over. And then I'm looking. I'm like, oh, you know, the Eagles defense is getting some sacks, turnovers. I wonder what the score is. And I look, I'm like, oh, shoot, I'm down like six. But it was the end of the game. The Eagles just scored. I'm like, well, the only way I can win is – they kick it off, and we know how teams do the lateral, and they try to run it across the field. Right. I'm like, well, the only and I'm on air. I'm like, the only way I can win is if the lateral goes awry, the Eagles pick it up and score a touchdown. I'm like, but what's the chances of that happening? It happened. I went freaking <laughs> nuts on air, and I won by like a point. <laughs> and then Truck called in the show. He was on vacation in North Carolina with his family, 
so dejected. He's like, yeah, I, ha- I couldn't break anything. I didn't want to wake up. And I'm just, I can't believe this. This is a kick in the nuts. And I give him credit for calling and being a good sport. I don't think I could have done it. Uh, but it, that was like a bad beat. He still brings it up to this day. Like he is not over it. He hates Michael Crabtree. He needed one catch for Michael Crabtree. He wins the championship. So that is like a real bad beat. I mean, in the championship game, it's not even the money, man. It's just to lose in that fashion. So we've all been there. And I know Truck, I'm going to tell him to listen to this. And he's like, oh, thanks for bringing that up. I know he's going to be. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but thanks yeah, for twisting he... the knife. How many years later, Adam? Really appreciate that. What a dick move. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, we've all been there, man. You know, and who knows? Maybe, yeah, I don't even want to say it. Like, am I going to be on the other side of that someday to even things out? Right. But I don't know, man. Not, not if you're playing me at all, because it seems to only happen to me, Adam. It doesn't seem to happen to anybody else. Well, now it happens to truck, too. But you've you've had to be on the positive side of these bad beats at some point none where that, it went none, in your none favor. That, none that ring a bell any at, at all here, Adam. Absolutely none that ring a bell. OK, well, that means we're on notice <laughs> and we'll be watching this year to see when you get that positive beat go your way like oh yeah i won by 0.6 that's gonna happen the day that speaking that it happens, into existence the day that that happens, listen you know but winning by 0.6 that to me that's not so much a bad beat i mean if it comes down to like that well, i'm saying the play. other guy the other guy had a bad beat and you're on the other side of it yeah but i mean if, if it doesn't come down to the last play it's just you know hey these are this is what the score, like, I mean, if you're going to analyze like that, oh, well, this guy shouldn't have, you know, had they just stopped him from rushing eight yards and, and instead of the 10 that he rushed, uh, that would happen. Like, to, to me, I'm, I'm talking about Tanyan, a bullshit start with three touchdowns. I'm talking about a useless touchdown uh, for Jonu Smith from, uh, from, from Ryan Tannehill because the game was already done. It was out of hand. This happened to me last year, or was it? No, it was two years ago. The championship in the FSGA, when uh, Ambrosius and uh, and Kessenick had Juju Smith Schuster going, the Steelers had like a thirty-five point lead, and they still threw the ball to Juju, who caught a meaningless bullshit garbage touchdown, and I ended up losing the championship because was of that, that the same year? That might have been the same year we're talking about, right? Was it on Christmas? Uh, I don't know, man. I'm a Jew. I don't even know when Christmas is. <laughs> that would be December 25th. Oh, the, for those the day before school. my birthday. Oh, okay. Oh, you have a birthday on the 26th? Yeah, right. Get your presents ready. Oh, that dude. That's Isn't that the worst? I had a, I dated a girl recently. Her birthday was the 27th or 28th. And I was like, damn, man. And I have to get like two separate gifts, man. It's the worst. Um, it is, it's an atrocity. I absolutely hate it more than anything. I'm not going to lie. You get screwed. You get screwed. You, you do get screwed. I got screwed my entire life, but you know, because of it and you know, but, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. I, I, you know what, the problem that I ha- have with, um, with the holiday season is, is the excessive Christmas music. Like, sorry. I don't like Christmas music, so I don't need to be inundated with it every single day from Thanksgiving to, to, to my birthday. And then a week after my birthday, with the idiots with, still with their Christmas lights out, still playing Christmas music. Like, that's bullshit, man. It's my birthday. What, what if I made the world listen to Ozzy 
for every day, no matter what store you walked into, you had like the same six Aussie songs playing over and over and over again. Like to me, that would be magical. That would be beautiful. I'd be shopping longer in stores going all aboard. <laughs> right. I'd be fucking stoked about that. But no, I got to listen to to creepy uh, baby. It's cold outside date rape songs. And, and here comes Santa Claus bullshit there so that's that's what the holidays do to me yeah uh, someone is not in a great mood today uh, i did find the game that juju it was christmas 2017 steelers texans uh and they were up 20 to nothing at halftime and yeah juju smith schuster did score a touchdown when it was at a hand so well, that buried you. Uh, it helped win me a championship what did you think i was lying to you i, well, I dude i i said what it was I, it helped me. So I knew it had to be the same year. I remember, dude, I, I just told this story. I remembered. I said, Juju Smith used to score a touchdown in a blowout game that gave me some life. And then I look that that was luck. Right. I mean, I, I need what happened for me to win was exactly what I needed. I said it on air at the time. I'm like, yeah, well, the only way I could win is if it's a lateral. And, you know, I still have the audio of that because I just went nuts. It was Christmas and like I was calling people. It was late after the show. It was after midnight. I was calling people. They were sleeping like I needed to celebrate with someone <laughs> I was by myself. I'm like calling people. They're sleeping. I'm like, oh, I was just so jacked. I mean, to win like that, like it was the a miracle like that it happened. I mean, the exact play that I needed to happen in order to win happened. Of course, it happened to be with the Eagles team I despise. But you know what? They helped me win a championship. And that's the other angle of fantasy, which I don't know if you've had people tell you this. I have. Some people have said, yeah, I can't play fantasy. I'm a Cowboys fan and I can't, you know, root for the Eagles, Giants or whatever it is. And I'm like, what? Like you like you control that? Like I hate those teams in my division. I'm still drafting Giants, Eagles and Washington team football players. I can root for my team to win and have them put up points, but hopefully my team still wins. I just never understood that argument. And I have heard some people say they don't play fantasy due to that. Yeah, I think that that's crap, too. I do. I mean, you know, listen, are you kidding me? Uh, do you know how many years as a diehard Yankees fan, I had Big Poppy sitting in my utility spot? cheering on every freaking home run that he hit. You know what? I hated it when he did it against the Yankees, and it didn't feel so good. But fantasy is business, right? It's not yes. personal. Right. Unbelievable. Completely agree. Yeah, it's it's business, you know? we all Look, I think almost everyone who's in the industry, we all grew up big sports fans. That's why we got into this, right? right? But... I, 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 I don't know. I think maybe for you more, but I won't speak for you. Do you feel as the years have gone on, you felt less allegiance to your team? I don't, I, you know, I don't think you're that way because you seem to be pretty into the Yankees. But it, I don't know how hard you took it, though. Like, so do you feel like it's changed for you due to fantasy that maybe your allegiances have grown less with your teams? No, no. My allegiances are still the same. I'm I'm still locked in on all my teams. And yeah, dude, listen. This game against the Rays, it hurt. It definitely hurt. And, you know, I can't I can't show you that because then you'll just needle me more about it. Ah, I wouldn't. I yeah, wouldn't. yeah, yeah. Dude, wait, wait a second. Do you really think that I take, like, I don't mess with you like that. I think you take I really don't. Pleasure. Did I, I you text you or rub it? I didn't. I, feel I mean, like my you... team is not even in the playoffs, so how am I going to talk? It's not personal with the – I just – 
despise the Yankees. I like when they lose. That's all. And it's not because I have a lot of close friends who are Yankees fans. I didn't mess with any of them. I just don't want to see them win. It's annoying when they win. That's all. <laughs> For real. I didn't. Did I mess with you? Did I send you a bunch of texts and email? I didn't say one word to you. You said it to me on the podcast. That same what did day. I say? You said it the well, night that it was happening. And then the next day you said something. It was Friday night. We didn't do a podcast Saturday. We yeah. What are you talking about? Okay, we didn't do a podcast right. so Friday was, night. So then it happened that that night. Then then you you were talking to me when we were recording the podcast, and you said it to me. Oh no, you said it to me on the live stream on Friday. The game was Friday night. We did a live stream Friday. The game wasn't over. So what did I say? Wait 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 wait. When was it? Was it Friday? The night? game was Friday night. Yeah, because remember we were doing the alarm show. Oh, that's right. It was just okay. So it was the Wednesday and Thursday games that every time the the Rays went up, you started talking shit about it. I didn't really. I just told you what happened, but I wasn't like, and the game wasn't over. <laughs> I that's just a, told you what happened. Are I you did. And if it was, me? are you? Are you, yeah. are you legit going to stand by that comment? Yes. Oh was, was I openly rooting for the oh, Rays? No. Clearly. I'm not trying to hide anything. You know I don't want the Yankees to win. I was rooting for the Rays openly. But I wasn't trying to rub salt in the wounds. After the Yankees lost that game that night, did I send you any text, any emails, anything that was condescending or rubbing it in? <laughs> No. Did I? No, not that and day. And I didn't put no, to any Yankee not. fan. One of, my, one of my friends was Yankee fan. He's like, all right, let me hear it. I'm like, no, bro. Like, that's not what I'm – I'm not there to bask in Yankee fans' misery. I just <laughs> want them to lose because I don't like them. But I'm not one who goes, oh, your team sucks. No. I mean, they clearly are a good team that's in the mix every year. It's nice that they haven't won a World Series in a while. That's all. <laughs> Trust me, there's people who are way worse than oh, me. There that are probably definitely people who are worse. They definitely are. I just I'm I really not very, that bad when it comes to that. I find right. I find it very comical though that you can stand by and be like, I didn't say anything. I didn't. I did it when they they okay the couple right. We were recording a couple podcasts and I was giving you updates like, oh yeah, glass now strikeout or whatever it was. But after Friday. We went off the air. I just I called the double play. <laughs> Mike Dempsey was very upset at me because <laughs> I'm like, up. Oh. He's like, Howard, you got to stay on the line. We got Lemayu up. I'm like, here comes a double play, and that's exactly what happened. And I signed off, and I heard him say, "Fuck you, Adam." <laughs> <laughs> well, you deserved it because then I said, I was like, I can't hang with you guys for Aaron Judge's home run. I got to go walk the dogs. And what happened? Aaron Judge hit a home run the following inning. And I was so pissed that night because they have like these same game parlays on FanDuel. And I was like, all right, I got to do it because it's like risk free. If you lose, you get your credit back. So I put Tampa money line, Tampa plus one and a half. And I was like, I kind of have a feeling Aaron Judge is going to hit a home run. I'm like, damn, how can I put a home run in such a critical game? Good pitching. And I switched it to the over seven and a half. So I lost. So there, stick to stick to the, the fork in me and the knife in my stomach because I lost the bet. Oh, see, I, I'm not that guy, Adam. I don't, I don't do that sort of thing. Yeah, to, right. To a, friend, <laughs> to, to a family member, you know. I, yeah. I, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing how you know you easily you can you can just turn on somebody like that. That's that's okay, Adam. I mean, listen, sportsmanship well, look, is not for everyone. We both don't have much to look forward to with our football teams. Oh my God, dude! Are you kidding? I'm looking forward to Trevor Lawrence for crying out loud. <laughs> well, you're gonna have to battle the Giants for that one. Um, you know what I'm hoping to see. 
I need I need the Giants to win at least this one against Washington for crying out loud. I need the Giants and the Falcons to win their games this week so that the Jets can really just I mean, dude, cutting Lev Bell. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine who uh, who's connected to the team. Uh, Gase is just he's dead man walking. They're not doing it right now because they want to like take their time and look properly for a coach. They don't want to just change up. They don't want to get rid of him and promote from within because that's all Gase's personnel anyway. Right? So, I can't believe this guy got hired in the first place. Oh, please believe me, dude. I'm blown away by that every day that passes. Every day that passes. But I hear that LaMichael Pirine is going to get more work. They're going to see what they've gotten him as a running back. Uh, but really what the, what the team is overall hoping for uh, is to just tank the rest of the year. Uh, and get Trevor Lawrence and rebuild around that. Say, sorry, Sam Darnold, but, you know, Trevor Lawrence is a generational talent, and that's somebody that you build an entire franchise around. Yeah, look, it's terrible what's going on there. And I think P. Ryan is someone in deeper formats you can stash, but it's still the Jets' offense when it comes down to it. That's terrible. I mean, Crowder's the only guy we can rely on at this point. That's yep. about it. Oh, listen, I won't, I, you know, I, I don't even need P. Ryan, I, you know. And I said, you know, I was, you know, I said, all right, P. Ryan, huh? And he's like, yeah, but don't don't bother for fantasy because the, the, the rest of the team sucks. Yeah, it's true. Look, you figure a running back on any team has to have some value. But with the Jets, uh, it's hard to see it. So, I had picked up P. Ryan in the Scott Fishbowl a couple weeks ago. I wound up dropping him last week. But, again, that's a deep league. we got 22 roster spots. So right. if you if you have a spot and you want to pick him up cheaply, sure. But, like, don't expect this guy to turn around your season. I mean, it's just a speculation play where you're like, well, they're out of it. Hopefully they give him some touches. But knowing Gase, he's going to feed Gore, you know, 20 times a game. Um, well, that's, that's obviously the, uh, the, the big concern. That's, that's the, the huge problem. That's the huge problem. And as I'm looking for LaMichael P. Ryan in this one league, I realize that this league is such a bullshit league that it's first come first serve waivers and P. Ryan's already gone. I always forget. Yeah. The first come first serve is just, it's ridiculous. I mean, you have to have at least an initial waiver wire run, but the first come first serve is the worst. And again, this is from someone who I actually benefit from that because I'm always around a computer or a phone. And it's not like I have a, a job where, I, you know, you're away for three, four hours. Like I always have access. So it benefits me compared to a lot of my league mates who are not in the industry. And I still don't do it as commissioner. The only what I do, we have a waiver wire run on Wednesday and then I open first come first serve on Friday. Right. That's that's the way you're supposed to do it. Right. Like it if should you didn't never... get your waiver claims, now's your opportunity to go after somebody else uh, and pick them up. Like that's, you know, that's that's how it's supposed to be done. So anyway, all right. Well, I'd love to continue uh, to sit here and chat over and over, but I actually got to go finish the watch list, the DFS watch list over at Fantasy Alarm uh, and make sure I get that out to everybody so... That's going to do it for us here on the Andy Up Podcast. Big thanks to all of you guys for listening. Uh, big thanks to Fantasy Alarm, the Sawdust Podcast Network, Shannon Blunt, and, of course, my main man who would never, never take a dig at me. And Ever. My team. Never. Never. Adam Rohn. 
<laughs> much love, brother. Thanks so much for tuning in and for being here. This is Howard Bender for Adam Rodas. We'll catch you next time.